Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How you doing, Rob? Pretty good. How are you today, Wayne? I'm doing well. Doing well? Yep. You watch those HGTV shows? My wife and I, well, I watch them by default. My wife, my wife watches them, yeah. I yeah. Uh, Sometimes I'm just not a fan of them. No? How come? Well, I think I told the story before, but that... Uh, Chip and Joanna. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. He got on one day and Pauline calls me and she goes, oh, you, he's going to show you how to sand floors. And I was like, oh, oh, really? Okay. And he went out and he bought one of the, he rented one of those three-headed sanders from Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Going in every crazy different direction, just absolutely destroying the floor flying around with it and then he looks into the camera and he goes yeah this is the way to save money you don't need to hire an expensive floor guy wow yeah pauline just looked at me and said i am so sorry that i called you in she goes i didn't see it going that route so he's been on my uh he's been on my hit list ever since yeah i used to like i used to like the show but he got a little too goofy a little too comfortable for me um, but funny you should say that because uh, there's a mother-daughter team that uh, that have a show, and uh, my wife and I sat down to watch it, and um, she turned the channel. I said, "You don't like this one?" She goes, "No, we don't like them." I said, "We, we don't like them." We. She goes, "No." I said, "Why don't we like them?" She goes, "On one episode, she said that they could save money do the floors themselves. It wasn't that big a skill thing to do." So uh, yeah, they're, they're off the list. What I like about those shows, Rob is the big reveal you know we've, we've all seen it where they you know they got their the they're doing a remodel on the house and they're going to do all these different things and and at the very end they're going to bring in the homeowner and you know it's okay open your eyes then they show them the house and the reaction of the homeowner is always oh my god it's beautiful oh i can't believe is this my house oh it's incredible and they're they're overjoyed and they're crying and it's so uh, it's a love fest but anybody that's ever been in the trades know that doesn't really work like that right I mean, what a real reveal looks like is this. Eileen, you there? I am, Wayne. Okay, we're gonna do a bit. We're gonna do what a big re, what reveal really looks like. So here we go, Eileen. This is it. It's been six months waiting on this, and it's finally done. Open your eyes. Ooh, oh, that's not the color of blue that I wanted my house to be painted. No. No. That's like, I picked out Robin's blue. That is not, that's, that's a light blue. Well, it's a, it's a sunny day out. Maybe when you looked at it the first time it was overcast and, but that's the color. That's the color I picked? Yeah. And why is the address reading 535? Well, that's your address. But I gave you 522. Yeah, I understand, but your address is actually 535. Well, I guess I'll just have to live with it. Oh, wait, what's that? That looks like a long piece of blonde hair. My hair's dark brown. Did you have your girlfriend over here? Just some hanky-panky during your lunch hour where you're waiting for the finish to dry? That's not my hair. That needs to come out. Perfect. Okay, well, now I'm in the living room, and I see two boards that are obviously a half a shade lighter than the other boards. That's the kind of reveal I want to see. I want to see that reveal. I want to see the real reveal. 
Um, okay, Rob, we are going to talk, you know, we talk sometimes how it's important to, to, to charge for your, your worth, right? That, you know, to make sure you're, you're making the, the profit that you need to make on a job, but we don't really talk about how to do it. So I thought, I mean, in this episode, you, you brought up some really good points the other day uh, about how to, to actually charge for your, for your worth. So let's talk about that. So what we're going to talk about is when the homeowner says, man, you're much higher than the other guy. Yeah. So I think right off the bat, you got to be, you got to be ready for this question. Like, like you've never been ready for anything in your life. Wow. The last time that was my, the last time I rang a bell, I think that's only the third time I've rang a bell since I've, since you gave it to me. It didn't even sound like a ring. It sounded like you fell on it. You need to practice on your rings. Because that was the, that right there, what you said is so freaking smart. And that, that, I'm such a big believer in that. And that is to anticipate what they're going to say to you. And that is, if you're driving, okay, this is going to go off a little bit of a tangent, but you're right. If you give them that, that number, you have to be prepared to defend that number. And it can't be clumsy. It can't be, oh, well, I, you, you know, you, you, I thought it was, you know, blah, blah, blah. You got to have a definite 100% rock solid answer for that question. You got to be Muhammad Ali, baby. You got to know it's coming and you got to float no like fear. a butterfly, man. No fear and no hesitation. Exactly. You deserve that money. And here's exactly. why. Exactly. And by the way, this is going to get off the tangent a little bit, but, but, but it bears saying that. I say the same thing if when you that you get done with the job, you're driving to the job, you're going to pick up the check. I always at that point too anticipate what they could say. The floor looks too light. The floor looks too dark. The floor looks kind of shinier than I thought. The floor doesn't look shiny enough. You know those questions because there's there's like 10 questions that could possibly come up. And I think this is the same thing. You need to be prepared for those type of questions and and be ready to answer them without hesitation. That is so the yin and yang of you and I. For me, for me driving to the job to get the check, I was always expecting just a, a kiss on the mouth. Just unbelievable job. Thank you so much. Never, ever would I ever consider that they would be saying anything but, my God, you're amazing. Thank you so much. And you're right. There was a lot of times you'd hear, well, that's when I would be tongue-tied like you're kidding me. I leave nothing nothing to chance when i'm at home on a friday and i'm in the movie theater with my wife or i'm out to dinner i'm thinking those thoughts all right <laughs> if they say this i say that if they blah blah that about this uh, here's my response to that so what when i come up i have every possible angle covered don't ever fumble that ball no i was i had my bases covered in the your bid softly high but never uh, thinking of anything but pure joy when I'm going to get that check. All right. So Rob, how do you do that? How do you defend that? How do you defend that number? Well, like I said, you can't fumble around when they say that. I mean, there's just so many things. Okay. Um, you need, I think right away, you need to show them your passion. You know what I mean? 
you need to show them the passion that you have for wood flooring and their floor. You need to get them as excited about the job as you are showing how excited you are to get that job. You, you need to change their frame of mind, I think. You ever had anything happen to you? I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Pauline thought, hey, you know what? This bed, God, we've had this bed since we were married or whatever. Let's, we need to go get a new bed. So I remember cracking the paper open on Saturday and it's like, oh, look at this store. It's bed, 350 bucks. Let's go look at this one. So when I get there, I'm looking at the $350 bed and I'm thinking, man, this, this is like, uh, you know, something you, New York State prison system would have. So the guy comes over and he's like, hey, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at this bed here. And he's like, really? And he starts talking to me. And next thing you know, he's got me laying down on a $1,500 bed. And I thought to, I said, you're out of your mind, $1,500, especially when you're going in thinking, I'm only going to spend 350 bucks today. And then the guy said, well, yeah, it's $1,500 bed, but this bed's going to last you 10 years. You're going to have this bed for 10 years, a perfect night's sleep for about 40 cents a day. A perfect night's sleep isn't worth 40 cents a day. I couldn't hand the money over fast enough. Yeah, hard, hard. <laughs> that's a great, great, uh, uh, great. Um, My dad box. always said the easiest sell in the world is a salesman. And that guy, he nailed me. When he said that, I was like, yeah, this, you got it. I'm buying it. Been happy with that bed ever since. It's funny. Um, I told you I was thinking about buying a truck and I, I realized I'm no longer going to buy a truck. It's just my wife and I talked about buying a truck. <clears throat> it's never going to happen. But the last time we went to the car lot, um, and you know, like 2014 was the last time I bought a, a new vehicle. And um, so it's 2020 now, six years. And I was reading up on the uh, Ford trucks and he go, yeah, they're, they're best in all class, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, all right, well, I'll look at the Ford trucks. I go on to the lot, the sales guy comes out. This kid's about 30 years old, 32 maybe. And um, I'm looking at the price tag as he comes up on the on the on one of the trucks. It was $75,000. He goes, he goes, hey, uh, how you doing there, buddy? I said, well, not too good, man. I said, you guys want $75,000 for this truck? You guys are crazy, man. I mean, $75,000, $75, it's almost a hundred grand. And he goes, and he, he fumbled. He's, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's rated number one in this and that and the other and it's best safety features and everything. And he goes, yeah, but it's a lot of money. I, yeah, I know it's a lot of money. He said that. Yes. And so I'm now I'm listening to his rap. And I said, man, I just, I gotta tell you, I'm in shock, man. I have no idea that trucks have gone up that much money. Um, and he goes, well, yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're maybe a little bit more expensive. Some of the other ones, but it's really worth it. If you think about it, blah, blah, blah. And that was it. And we started to leave. And I told my Judy, I said, hey, hang on a second, man. I, 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 I said, hey, partner, come here for a minute. I said, can I sell this truck to you? And he goes, what? I said, I want to sell this truck to you. All right. And he goes, okay. And he started laughing. I said, all right, I want you to tell me the, that you can't believe it's 75,000 bucks is too much money. Uh, and uh, he said, okay. So he, we get to the point and he goes, yeah, no, it's $75,000 too much money. I said, okay. You see that truck you just drove in on? Are you going to trade that in? 
Yes. All right. There's 15 or 20 grand right there. Okay. Now you're talking about 55. You're going to finance it over four or five years. Now you're talking about 10 grand a year. Let's get inside the truck and, and let me get the keys. And you know what happens when you get that new car smell and you sit in that nice, nice truck, man, you're, you're three quarters of the way there. Right. Sure. So he's laughing now. And I said, then you let me leave. Why'd you let me leave? You should have, you should have hooked me, man. If you, your goal was two things, one to get my mind off that 75 grand. That was your, that was the first thing you had to do. When you heard me say 75 grand, I can't believe how much it is. You should have that in your mind, you should have said, I got to get him to stop thinking about 75 grand. The next thing you should have done is got my fat butt in that truck. Because that sells, that's the seller, man. That's the thing. You get me that truck, you let me drive it. You turn that stereo on. What kind of music do you like, Mr. Highlander? And then you got that nice sound system. I'm I'm 80% of the way there. So when a customer tells you that it's that it's too much money, and um, there's a guy in Nashville that told me something that I, I, I thought is pretty hard to defend against. He said, ma'am, I don't sell you the best finish in the industry for my benefit. I sell it for you. I sell it that when I see you five years down the road, we can shake each other's hand and we can have a good conversation and we can be, be happy that we met. I sell it so I can sleep at night that I know that I've given you the best possible product. And I, I sell it because I believe in it. And am I more expensive? Your floor, your 10 years of that floor is gonna cost you pennies a day more than if I go with a cheap product. I thought it's a fantastic argument. There it is, right? There it is. By the way, I just made that up. <laughs> Boom! I didn't know what I was going to say until it came out. It's just a gift from God. Um, so that's that's hard. That's hard. To, I mean, how do, what do you say to that guy? You know, if that if that homeowner doesn't doesn't buy that, that homeowner may not be your customer, right? But if you look at the value of a five dollars a square foot versus three dollars a square foot over ten years time, you know, and it's like Zig Ziglar says, you know. If, my, if, if you don't like my price, my price is too high, you only have to worry about that one time. It's only going to be a problem for you one time. But the rest of the lifetime of that floor, then you're going to realize that the value is there. So yeah. I, 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 I always that. think of the bed. I always yeah. think of that bed. That guy, when he broke it down, yeah. 40 cents a day for a good night dressed. Yeah. yeah. And as why, much as that, I... That's as insane. I, why wouldn't I? Exactly. As much as I complain about the price of that truck, would I be willing to buy that truck if I got the if I got the trade-in value of my truck and you know my wife just you know was was you know in a really good mood and there was a shot we would buy the truck, but he went about it all wrong. So and he has a good truck. It is rated. I, I personally, I'm not a Ford guy. I'm mad at Toyota right now, uh, so I'm not going to buy a Toyota truck. Toyota makes a fantastic truck. Toyota Tundra is a great truck, but they, they, they have done nothing in the last six years to improve that cab. The 2014 cab is exactly the same as the 2020 cab. Well, there's no, nothing's changed. So you're personally upset with them. I am. It's personal. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to use them as a sponsor. I'm not going to. So if they call us, they want to sponsor the podcast. I'm not going to do it, Rob. Okay. So that's, that to me is that number one is, and also by the way, and this is a personal thing and it's not bravado or, and it's, it's just, that's just the, my, my philosophy. And, and I had a smaller company. I didn't have 20 guys out in the field and, and 
Uh, so that part of the reason why I could I could have this philosophy, and I'm not saying I'm right or wrong, but when I gave you a price, it was not negotiable. It's my price. And if you don't like my price, then, then I'm down the road. Uh, no harm, no foul. Uh, but I'm not coming off my price. If they say, can you give me your best price? That I did. That was my best price. <laughs> right. That was, that was my price. And if you want me to break down my price, my labor cost versus anything, no, I don't. I don't break down my price because you don't understand what all is involved in that price. You don't understand about the workers' comp that I have to pay. You don't, I mean, you have no idea what it, what my, my, my costs are. So. And a lot of this can, you know, you can eliminate a lot of that. Oh, your, your bid is a lot higher than the other guy. When you do some of your sales work before you give them that piece of paper, they're buying, you know, right now they, they might not know who really you are. Yeah. You might be a referral or anything, but you, there's a good chance you two don't know each other, you know? So right now you got to build a little trust. They're buying you. They're not, they're not buying the floor yet. They're buying you. You got to sell them on you first. You know, you well, got to have a lot of confidence. You know, my kids always joke. I gave them too much. We call it confidence. You know, like the, when I was telling you, yeah, I never thought of not getting the paid or that was confidence there. I just, they're going to love this job. Nobody never would think anything other than that. But this is when you really need to, during the estimate, be telling them about your hardwood floor career. Be telling them about the workers that you're using, you know, the guys who work with you. You need to get them comfortable. You need to get them on your side. If you don't know what your advantage is, then that's a bad place to be. If you don't know what you stand for, what your advantage is in the marketplace, that's that's a problem. You have to have, uh, to me, and listen, we're talking. Rob and I are by no means experts. There's a lot of guys that are a lot smarter than Rob. Uh, so this is just our opinion, right? Everybody's got one. This is just our, 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 our thoughts on this. But you have to know what your value is and what you, what you bring to that job. And you have to, that it should be able to roll right off your tongue. Uh, you invest in training that that goes right to the quality of the job. You invest in the right products. You invest in not only that, but the right procedures. You're going to take care of their house like it's it's your own um, and have a list of 10 different reasons why. And if you look at all these things, that if you add up all these things, you'll understand that we're not more expensive. We're actually a much better value. You know, we, we talk about how how expensive cheap really is. You know, we, you, this is on you. You have to break out all your furniture, move all your furniture out. You're out of the house for four or five days. You don't want to do that again in three years. And we stand by our work. We give, we use products that, that we believe in that, that, like I said, we see each other five or six, 10 years down the road that we can have a great conversation. You realize it was a great value and, uh, and was worth the money. So no, I'm, I, you know, that's the other great part too of that estimate is when you start talking about the bonus system products, so much, so many people are going to jump online and start doing research. You want them to research our products. That, that's a, that they've played right into your hand by then. Okay. Why are you the highest price? Well, man, you look at our website, look at our products. There's no doubt why. Um, and, and, and I, I see it all the time because I believe in it. I, you know, like I said many times is that, um, you have a short window of time with that homeowner. 
And that 20 minutes or 30 minutes or hour that you have with them that you're bidding that job, instead of, if you got five jobs lined up for the day, and by the way, I think you can have too many estimates in a day as well. Uh, you want to be on your game on every one of them. I'd rather have- You want to be estimates. fresh, absolutely. I want, you want to be have, fresh. Yep. yep. I'd rather have three estimates that I'm going to kill and seven estimates that I'm going to give you a number real quick and go on to the next one. How many times did you go in and do an estimate that you would figure, ah, be this would be 15, 20 minutes, and you were there for over an hour? Yeah. And it was a great hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were feeling it. You know they were feeling it. You were feeling it. Now you're writing your own check. But uh, And it's funny you bring that up because there's something else to that, I think, and that is this. Once you've sold a job, once they, once they say, yes, we want you to do the work, where can I sign? Yeah, here's your deposit. Once you've done that, shut up and get out. I mean, I've been with estimators before that that happens. They get the bid and they keep on talking. And then all of a sudden, they open up another door that, oh, I don't know. I didn't know you guys did this or whatever. It's going to take that long. And all of a sudden now, now and you know, when I got went outside in the car, I sat to them, I said, did you want to win twice? You won, you won, you won the bid. Did you try to get two bids out of it? Once you, once you got that job, stop talking, go on to the next one. But I, but this is your, this is your time. This is a, this is that if you can excel at this part of the job at the end of the year, if you can in your mind say, look, my price this year was 375 a square foot. I'm making, I'm throwing numbers out there. I want to get the 425 or I want to be able to upsell on these jobs. Uh, these little, little things I can upsell that at the end of the year, it, it was a, you know, it was a decent year or it was a year that was banned. Even though we didn't do much more work because we had the same amount of guys, you know, and that's the other part of the equation. I've only got, so all I have to sell is my time. Um, and we've only got this many guys. I'm not, if I'm not gonna grow, how can I get make more money out of this many guys and myself at the end of the year? And, and there's no shame, there's absolutely no shame in upselling uh, a product if you're adding value to the job. You know, if you're, if you're putting in, in you know, um, flush mount vents and stuff like that, and you're giving them coasters and cleaning kits and, and all these things that you can offer, I, you know, the, the, the dust containment is huge. The zero VOC uh, adhesives or the low VOC finishes or any of those things that the GreenGuard Gold products, by the way, uh, I mean, Green Guard Gold Adhesive. I mean, you have to sell that. I mean, that's what separates you from everybody else. And so during this time that you have that window of time with the homeowner, uh, the better you do at that, the better you can upsell. And um, man, the, the more successful your year is going to be. And it's important because those years pile on top of each other. I mean, old floor guys like Rob and myself can tell you that you're 41 day and you're 55 three weeks later. <laughs> That's what it feels like. You know what I mean? So don't wait for their, don't wait for all the green lights to line up all at one time. Like, you know what? I've, I've got a new contract now and this is in there. And when I get my dust containment, I'm going to do this. So the, the, the lights don't all line up all at the same time where life doesn't usually work like that. There's no time too soon to start trying to, to upsell and, and listen, listen, poor guys. I mean, um, uh, are in demand now. I mean, look, it's hard to find guys. So the, the, there's more, most guys have more work than they can possibly handle. So what a terrible time not to, not to charge more money. Um, I, I, and, and listen, it, it, it doesn't matter to, to Rob or I, I just, you know, like I said, we're floor guys and 
some of this is from our experience, some of this from mistakes that we made, uh, from, from some of this is from many mistakes that Rob's made. And I think that, uh, as again, we're just talking and our, our goal and Rob's goal every time he says he has a class is that we hope when you leave the class, that number one, you're, you're making more money, you're more profitable, or you found ways to, to dial in your process that makes you more profitable. And that's always the goal. So, um, You know, another thing that uh, I think is really important during the estimate is, I mean, pictures are great. The before and after shots, awesome. You know, a perfect, great tool. I remember you used to have a really nice notebook of your before and after shots. You know, Pete and I, we had before and after shots. But I'll tell you the page that used to get the most uh, attention from the homeowner when we would be showing them our stuff was our testimonial page. And after I saw people really take into that testimonial page, that's when I really started working on getting testimonials. It got to the point where we had, you know, I don't know, maybe we worked in, in our area, 10 different towns, you know, you don't want to get spread yourself too far out. And, but once we started getting testimonials from each town, if you in each town or neighborhoods, things like that, it got to a point where sometimes people go, Oh, Hey, I, I know this guy. Oh, you did work for this guy. Oh yeah. We're, we're good friends with him or I work with him. The testimonial, like I said, pictures are great, but I always thought that testimonials, especially the local testimonials, fantastic, cool. It, it just, to me, and especially the local ones, it gave people that you were a sense, a sense that you were part of their community. No question. No question. When they see that you give back and all that stuff, all that stuff matters. People, you know, talking about how important a story is, if they see that you give back to community and charities, like I'll, I'll, I'll give a um, Carter floors, Carter, Carter hardwood floors or Carter, Carter wood floors. Sorry if I'm, I'm, I'm screwing up your name of your company uh, up in, uh, in Michigan. That's a guy that gives back. I mean, he, I mean, he doesn't listen. He doesn't do it for the. He doesn't do it for business reasons. He's just that kind of guy. But he gives back a lot to the community. A tremendous amount. Jason Carter and, um, uh, you know, but it doesn't hurt to, to let your customers know what you do. And and by going on your social media, they can find some of that stuff. When I talk about the years piling up on on you, um, there's a famous author. His name is David Sedaris. And David Sedaris is well. He's one of the, you know. Um, I have to say he's probably one of the most popular authors out there right now. And he, he's, he, he's, he writes about slice of life stuff. He came from a kind of a dis dysfunctional family in North Carolina. He's since moved on to, you know, I think he lives in Paris, France now. And, uh, but he's a hilarious writer. And I met him one time and I've, I've read one of his books and one of the books, I believe the one I read was uh, me, me talk pretty one day. Okay. And, uh, but what's funny about this guy is his brother is a hardwood floor contractor or was, this was going back several years now. And he calls himself the rooster. He refers to himself as the rooster, this hardwood floor guy. And he's got a lot of funny stories. In fact, one of the stories David was telling in his book is that <laughs> his brother rooster was sitting on the couch with, it, with their dad watching, watching the news in North Carolina. And there was a huge flood going on. And I can't use the swear word, word that he used, but He's watching news with his dad, and uh, he looked at his dad. He goes, "Man, that'll blow some white oak up, all that water." And so, uh, so anyway, I met him, 
And I was talking to him. I met, I met David, David Sedaris, the author. And I was talking to him one time. And as I was walking off, he goes, uh, no, I, well, I was talking to him. I told him that I was a floor contractor. And he goes, you know, my brother was, my brother's a floor contractor. I said, I know. Yeah, the rooster. He starts laughing. He goes, oh, you read the book. I go, yeah. So I'm walking off. And he says, you walk just like my brother. You got a limp like a floor guy. And that to my point is that when I say the years pile up, uh, this, this, this trade is, is, uh, is hard on the body. When I, when I um, talk about charging more money for your jobs and that kind of stuff, my, I, it's a great thing for me to see guys get what they're worth in this trade. This is a hard trade, man. Guys work very, very hard in this trade. People don't realize how hard it is being a hardwood floor contractor day in and day out on your knees every day, doing a set of stairs, hand scraping, hand scraping the corners and the closets and all the, you're put under a microscope. Uh, it's, 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 it's a tough trade. I love it. I wouldn't have traded, my, traded it for anything in the world. I still am very passionate about it. I think you guys can all see that with, with Rob and I, but our, our message is to everybody. Yes, of course, we want you to buy Bona products. Of course, uh, we want to earn your business. No question. But we want to see the guys make as much money as they can. Um, and I just think don't, don't, don't go through the whole career, not looking at every avenue you can to, to, uh, to get your profits up. All right, that's preachy. I know we've been preachy on this. And I, like I said, hey, we're just talking. We're not accountants. Uh, so, <laughs> Well, you know what? Um, I, I wish somebody had told me back when I was still doing floors a lot of this stuff. And it's not that I figured it out. And I think the same thing with you. I don't think you think, oh, I figured the whole damn thing out. It's just, you know, we've met so many people between, you know, you being national sales adhesive. Let me try that again. National adhesive sales manager and me with training. You meet lots of people. And all these guys that I'm talking to, I mean, yeah, we do training and everything, but a lot of times, during breaks and lunch and conversations, it's amazing the stuff that people are telling me what they're doing. And you're probably hearing the same thing. So we're just, uh, you know, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of the things that we're talking about today is just ideas that I got from people in trainings and meeting the people through the years. Of, you know, I mean, we run into a lot of people, you know, yeah. a lot of different contractors. And you know, there's guys out there who have some amazing ideas and and I just I'm just glad that we can talk about this stuff on the show and and share what we're hearing at uh you know through our events with people that uh you know might not be uh able to come in contact with as many different contractors as you and I do. Yeah, agreed. You know what the best testimonial we ever got? The best testimonial Pete and I ever got was and it was short and sweet but it was just perfect and it just nailed so many different people people love this one the guy just sent us a quick note said the floors look great pete and rob treated our home like it was theirs and yeah. man did that resonate with people when people read that you know and then we had the guy's name and everything where he's from name and the town he lived in jeez that that one went a long way and it was just short to the point and just like i said you got to get people on your side you gotta when we were talking in the beginning too 
these are some of the things that you have to do before you lay that price down on them. Yeah. So, you know, that's the last thing we want to hear is, geez, why is your bid so much? You know, why are you so much higher? Like you said, you better have a great answer for that. But if we do our due diligence in the beginning, you might not hear that, you know? There's no question. And, and I'll say also too that, um, you know, the, some of the, the, the best characteristics of, of really good salespeople is that they're great listeners. So if you get there and just vomit out information about yourself, but you're not hearing what their what their needs and concerns are, then then you're you're probably going to miss the boat on on a lot of a lot of bids. So the, you're actually best if you can let them do most of the talking and find out what their pain points are, find out what matters to them, and you know it might be something that you don't normally do, but because this person's this is the number one thing on their list of of pain points or whatever, you, you might have to that that's yourselves that's you're still to that now. You understand that dust is their main concern. They don't care about anything except they're scared to death of the dust. Well, then, then if you if you had done all the talking and not taken the time to listen to them, then um, uh, you may have missed that. That we can directly sell to that point that really is bugging them the most, right? So they see all your referrals, whatever. That doesn't mean anything to them. That they're scared to death of dust. So if somebody came in, other than you, and just just hammered home that part of it. There's a probably high likelihood they may get the job over you, and and that is directly to listening to the customer and making sure that you understand what their needs and concerns are. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Say them back to them. If I hear you right, what you're really concerned about is is us coming in and making dust. Where now you have dust in all your electrical components and everything. I hear what you're saying, and here's why we do such and such. Uh, so the art of of bidding those jobs. Um, is very important. And like I said, it can make all the difference in the world at the end of the year. You would almost want them to say that nowadays. I mean, with the VAC systems that Bona has, the HEPA filters, boy, you'd just be praying for somebody to just lead you down that path and then bang. Well, here's my VAC system. Have a nice picture of it. Have all the, the selling points about that machine, the HEPA filter, the uh, bag system, you know, everything that goes with the VAC system. Boy, talk about putting their mind at ease. And now, you know, we've taken that worry off of the table. But you got to be ready for these things. Yeah. You need to have pictures of that stuff. You got to, you've, you know, a lot of us have done lots and lots of estimates. We know what's going to, what they're going to be talking about during the estimate. We know how these things are going to go. You got to be loaded for this stuff, ready to go and yeah. just nail every one of their expectations. You know, there's 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 five different obstacles to a sale, right? I mean, there's that they they don't have a need for the product, they don't have the money for the product, they're not in a hurry to get it done, they maybe they don't have any desire, or they don't have the trust, and that's the one thing in our business that I mean, if you're there, they they're looking to get the work done, right? Uh, one of the number one obstacles is trust. You know, as as a consumer, they hear all these issues out. They've all heard this horror stories. Guy came in, the plumber came in you know, did the plumbing, then he came back three weeks later and stole everything out of the garage. <laughs> so you have to build up trust with the, with the client. And I think like, like you said, like what the stuff that Jason does, Jason Carter does is uh, build trust with his, with his clients. And by what you see, you know, he's all, he's out there on social media. You see what he's doing. You see the, the companies there. 
by the time, uh, by the way, in tough times, some some natural instinct for for companies is to recoil back and say, all right, well, let's hose down, let's not let's not put ourselves out there. But uh, that time is is actually more important to, that they see your vans on the road, that they see that hey, this guy's stable. He's you know stood the test of time and you know hard times. He's he's still going to be a reliable guy out there. So, uh, but but the trust factor is huge, and that is just talking about like Rob said, the products that you use, the you know the the companies you associate yourself with, the uh, the way that you handle your, uh, your what I call your business acumen, social responsibility. That's huge. Yeah, this is something you got to get out in front of. Talk to them about it. Here's what I do with my dust. Here's what I do with my finished containers. This is what we do for recycling. This means a lot to a lot of people out there now. You know, where no when you and I were banging around, it wasn't that big a deal. But now it's, you know, you can't turn on the radio or TV without hearing about things like this. So get out in front of it. Uh, and, you know, another thing with what we're going through now with the COVID, uh, I saw this uh, carpet company. I saw they on TV. What a great thing they had for talking what they do with their workers every day. You know, these workers are coming in your house. Yep. So they're talking about they fill out a questionnaire every day, take their temperature, wearing the masks. They're way out in front of it. So if you're thinking, oh, who am I going to get to do my carpet? Why? And that's how you're feeling. There's no other company you'd go with. So, you know, even though it is a, a crappy time with what, everything that we're going through, you can use this, I think, uh, as a positive to your company and your story. Well, that's the thing about being a, an entrepreneur, you know, um, rather than working in the government or something like that. If you work in the government, you go, well, what are you going to do? It's, it's uh, COVID. I'm going to have to send the guys home and you know, they'll still get paid and, and what have you. But entrepreneurs, guys, uh, entrepreneurs, guys that are in business for themselves, you have to find a way. So find a way, find a way through. I mean, this is your livelihood. This is your, you know, I mean, it's, this is, it's, it's all encompassing. So, you know, um, it, for, unfortunately for, for, for four guys that don't have a business, the business doesn't care about COVID, doesn't care about these things, you know, I mean, so, I mean, that's the, the, the spirit of, of entrepreneurs is that usually the toughest, hardest working guys out there, they have to find a way to get through. So I think, I, I think, like we said, um, our only reason for having the episode is uh, Rob and I talk about it a lot. We see a lot of guys out there and we want to make sure that everybody can be as successful as they possibly can. And, um, but I think the main thing for me is to be able to defend your price. And, and also don't be, don't be, uh, don't feel bad about the price. Don't feel like, uh, you know, and I, I th I've talked to some guys that like almost ashamed to make this much money on this job because, you know, uh, for some reason that, you know, I'm, I'm charging too much money. I, I, you know, I mean, nobody on wall street has that concern. You know, nobody in the, in the fortune 500 companies are concerned about making too much money. Um, you know, it's a, it's a it, there's not more of an honest living than doing hardwood floors for, for a living. So anything you can do to put the, uh, the more things on your side of the equation, as we say, the, the better off you are. How did you, um, how did you and your brothers, how did you used to give an estimate? Did you do itemized or did you just do a one price estimate? 
if let's say I was going to sand and finish part of the part of the job and part of the job I was going to install uh, new flooring for the sand and finish part of the work I would I would put put that separate I'd itemize that and for the install I'd itemize the install blah 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 if we're going to do corners but I didn't get too way too much some I think sometimes I see people get way too much into detail uh, in my opinion again my opinion uh, I don't break it down as the labor is this and you know it's, it's you know. Well, I, I, you know, someday you and I will agree on something, and that'll be the last day of the show, probably. (laughs) But my uncle, he taught me a great trick. Um, He saw me writing up a bill one time for a job that we did, and he walks over and he goes, "Well, wait a minute, you know, you didn't, you didn't write this, you didn't write that, you didn't, you know, he he named off like three things." And I said, "Well, we don't charge for that." He goes, "I know we don't charge for that." And then he showed me his estimate, okay? Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you were a floor guy, removal of doors, you know, removal of closet doors, removal and replacement, no charge. Yeah. Write down, you know, to me, I think those little things, you write down those little things, because I think you were just talking about, I don't know if it was this show or the last show, telling everybody everything that you're going to do. And sometimes we don't do a good job about that. So people are just going to see a price. Well, okay, they're going to come in and sand the floors, but then when they see, oh, he's got a, he's going to give me a cleaning kit. He's got to scrape thresholds, remove and replace doors. When you start writing all that down, and then write the NC next to it, no charge. This will sometimes, I think, help take away that. Geez, why are you higher than the other guy's bid? Especially if they're questioning, well, how come the other guy didn't say? thresholds, doors, you know, all the stuff that we, you know, I think you said it perfect. Well, you know, I did, this, I think it was the last show. Yeah. And you said, you know, Hey, by the way, I screwed down your subfloor. I did this. I did that. All things that you did to make your job better, but man, you not didn't necessarily charge them, but this is a good time to point that out and say, Oh, and I didn't charge you for that. You know? Yeah, that's a, that's a valid point, Rob. I guess to me it 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 depends on the on the situation. I don't I don't like um, I don't know. I don't do a lot of itemizing. I I think by the time I get there, it's a referral, mm-hmm. and um, you know I they probably trust me because of, because of a, a other jobs, and um, so once they once I've talked to them and met them and 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 had my time with them, I feel like in the contract I don't need to put I don't itemize a whole lot of stuff. I don't. That's just my opinion. Because I've seen guys put down like install um, flush mount vents, $125 a piece. I go, oh, how much did that vent cost? The vent's only 35 bucks. Wow, it costs that much to put in a vent? Mm-hmm. So I just am going to explain that I'm putting these in and they're flush mount and how beautiful and there's pictures of them, blah, blah, blah. It's not just like dropping one in. We're going to have to incorporate it into the floor. But that's as far as I go. But that, again, I could be wrong, but... Just my opinion. It's you and I, right? Yin and Yang, East Coast, West Coast. Yep. Um, yeah. And it wasn't like I did crazy itemized estimates, but I wanted to go out of my way to make sure that there was a couple of freebies on that estimate when they got it. I think this is one of the most important things, Rob, is that you want to make that customer feel like they're the only people on the earth that matters. Uh, I don't talk about other jobs, you know, even when we get on a job, I make sure I'm very adamant with my guys that we don't mention any of it. We don't talk about it. no other jobs. This is the most beautiful floor we've ever seen. And we, it's going to be stunning when we're done. 
and that there's no, we're not doing another job tomorrow. We don't have another job going on the other side of town. This is the only job in the world that matters. And you are the most important customer. I make them feel that they couldn't be any more important to us. I mean, the, the, and the service, people don't get good service today, right? I mean, you, you go to the coffee, you get the counter, no one cares. You, know, you call customer service, nobody cares. I mean, everybody's rude, whatever. This is gonna be the most enjoyable experience of your freaking life is me. You want me to do the floors tomorrow that you weren't even thinking about doing because this has been so enjoyable. All it is is attitude. All it doesn't cost me a dime and it doesn't cost, it doesn't take any more time to be over the top polite and, uh, and respectful of their house. Again, I've said this before, we are perceived to be an expert in this one field in life. This one, we're in this box here, we are experts. We don't get outside that box. We don't talk about religion. We don't talk about politics. Certainly, we don't talk about nothing else. Only thing we exist for is hardwood floors. A passion for floors. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that, too, you know, I think you were leading here, is this isn't a one and done. I want you to be my customer as long as you own this house, okay? Or in, when you get into your next house. This is when you start talking about, yeah, it's not just, uh, you know, I do the floors and then we never see each other again. I'll be back next year. We'll clean this floor. We'll make sure you're using the right stuff. We'll take care of the cleaning the floor every year. And then eight, nine, 10 years down the road, now we're going to hit you with a recoat. We're in this together. I want you to love this floor every single day. And this is how we're going to do it. Because you know, a lot of guys aren't aren't really talking about that part no and if i'm a young guy listening to this i'm thinking listen to those old guys yeah right? i wish i had done it everybody was a hall of famer when uh, when they're 80 years old right <laughs> uh you know we all we now you know now we we walk both the uh, what do they say uh, uh uphill both ways to to work in the snow uh, but this is really, truly, and anybody who's ever worked with me knows this about me. My brothers will tell you, and anybody I've, I've ever worked with, Jeremiah Strong, who's a territory manager now, will tell you this is exactly how we did things. Uh, and it, it doesn't take any more effort to, to, to have enthusiasm on the job. Be, it doesn't take any more money. It doesn't take any more time. It doesn't take any more effort to be respectful and what have you and make them feel like this is the most important, because it really was. I mean, this is every job we took one at a time was, was, was you know, hugely important to us. Um, and this is just how we did business. So anyhow, I hope it helps uh, somebody out there. Rob, I want to give a shout out to two guys. I want to give a shout out to Sean James out there in Northern California. You, you talk about passion and stuff, man. This guy, you know, when we did the, the episode on contracts, he sent me his contract. And, uh, you know, this guy it, it contributes a lot to, uh, to the show and to Bona. And, and good craftsman, great guy, good skilled dude, man. And Sean James, man, thanks for everything. Really appreciate it. Um, and I also want to say uh, hi to Hugo that owns TriArt Hardwood Floors out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, sent us a nice email. Um, and really appreciate it, Hugo. It was really uh, cool to get your email again. It's Hugo with TriArt Floors, TriArt Hardwood Floors in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, all the way to Northern California. To Australia, to England. Yep. South Africa. South Africa. We are very fortunate, Rob. Damn, we are lucky. Okay. Thank you guys uh, for listening. And uh, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode.